My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Bashi here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Carrie Norley. She helps clients uplevel their wealth through money mindset and energetic clearing coaching. In addition, she teaches other topics in the money space. She's also the host of the Wealth Alchemist podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, Carrie. How's it going? It's great. I'm so excited to be here with you today. It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your podcast, your challenges, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Uh, it's like, I, you know, we, it's, just before we hopped on, I was like, which part of this do you want me to talk about? <laughs> because there's so many ranges, right? Like I talk about so much stuff, but in regards to my business, I have been doing this business in some way, shape or form as a coach online for about 15 years. I've been, yeah, I've been writing blogging for about that long too. Um, so I've been in this space for a really long time and it's evolved. And I think part of I would say part of the fun of the story is the evolution. And I think sometimes I was listening to another podcast today and I think sometimes people forget how long it can actually take for an overnight success to happen and how many evolutions that we have in order to get to where we are. So even me sitting here saying the wealth alchemist, it didn't come out that way. And so it took me many years to actually get to the place where I really owned the place that um, mm -hmm. I really love talking about money and wealth concepts. And the reason that I talk about it is because I was doing all my own work around my own money mindset stuff, but I come from a family who is a successful, wealthy family. And so I would go into normal, I would say normal, quote unquote, normal wealth programs or money mindset programs. And a lot of them come from the space of uh, middle class or, you know, like they've got a lot of the same uh, money is bad, money is the root of all evil, money is all that kind of stuff, which is all fair and amazing and true for that group of people who needs to go through that. For me, I'm like, mm -hmm. I, don't, I know money's not bad. I know it's not the root of all evil. Like I love having money around. So where's my stuff around this? And what I started to figure out is generational wealth. And so as the third generation, most, most people in the third generation will, will have nothing to show for the wealth at the end. If it comes to that, to that space, the same as lottery winners. If somebody gets, wins the lottery, they will most likely lose or not lose, use, <laughs> you know, and end up bankrupt sometimes within a year. And so this, and then I started to, to dive deeper into this and I found the same thing with business owners. So as we start to grow our income, then oftentimes money comes in, money goes out. We don't always have things to show for that. Right. And so mm -hmm. this, I would start to see, cause I start to work with a lot of six to seven figure entrepreneurs and I would start to see the same concept and that like, they'd have these big launches and they'd be like, wait, a month later, I have no money left after a $20,000 launch, but like I was eating ramen two weeks ago. Right. <laughs> and that kind of thing, or even as it grows, right. It's like, how do I hold it? And I see the same thing, even with seven figure entrepreneurs who have, um, seven figures. And at the end of the year, they're like, I'm still struggling to just, you know, on the hamster wheel just to get the bills paid. And so I realized it's the same thing around, but a lot of people weren't actually talking about this concept. A lot of people talk about the money mindset of like, how do I shift it from when I want to manifest it, which I used to teach a lot of, and I still teach of. Um, but then I started to find this little place. It's just quite interesting of the place where how, now that we're starting to make it, how do we hold this and grow it? So I even wrote a book called the new wealth, magnetize abundance, hold your wealth and leave a legacy. 
And it's around this concept that like, how do we actually hold it and grow it instead of just the concept as well as we have to bring it in first. Does that make sense? Kind of tell you a little bit. It completely makes sense. You're so right. A lot of people, when they go from like super broke to super rich, they have no idea how to handle it. They don't know what to do with themselves. It's just like, oh my God, okay, well, I need this house. I need this car. I need this. I need that. They have no idea what to do with the money. Like what what is actually going to help sustain that income? Yeah. And then also there's a worthiness there's a worthiness piece too. So like, if you get it all of a sudden, you know, money is just, I don't even say just money is energy, right? Money is energy. So if we all of a sudden have to expand our, I would use the word container, but our ability to hold this energy, if we look at it quite like an energy, um, then uh, we have to be able to know how to hold that. We need to be able to know how to manage it. And most people do not feel worthy enough when they've, when they've started to bring in bigger sums of money. And then all of a sudden they're like, I don't feel worthy for this. And so it's got to go. They won't actually hold it. So what's the number one strategy that you help clients implement to fight that feeling of not feeling worthy? Ooh, strategy. (laughs) I think, well, first of all, like a lot of the work I do is energetic work. So, you know, I would work Mm -hmm. in with people to look at their patterning around what it is that's actually creating that lack of worthiness around it. Um, But on a really practical level, like start actually saving money. (laughs) It's a really practical thing that people don't actually conceptualize and do. So it's like, uh, a very practical thing is go and get some extra bank accounts on a very practical level. If you are, if you are starting to make more money, go and say, okay, I want to take 10%, 20%, whatever it is, and put it into a profit account. And so that you are actually making sure that you are saving money as a profit, um, take the money and put it to a tax account so that you know that when you have these big bills come, that you're going to have that money there, but you're actually starting to make money or pay yourself. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Mike McCallowitz has a book called profit first. And it's, it's a lot about this kind of, kind of concept. That's like, pay yourself first. If you haven't read that book, go number one tip right here. Just go read it. Um, but it'll explain <laughs> this concept of, uh, of paying yourself and like divvying up where your money goes so that you have it. So like, you can even have accounts for things like if you're going to travel your education, all these different things so that you're putting aside money for the reason of it. And when money has a place to go, then money will come and fill into those buckets. Like it's like water, right? If it has a bucket to go into, it will go into the bucket, but if it doesn't have a place to go, it will flow right through. So we need to give it a place. And so even that concept that we start to say, start saving money, um, it's a big deal. And, and for those of you who may be in a place where you think I don't have money to save, like save, I say, start with, start, start with a dollar. Don't have the coffee today. Save that $3 and put it into uh literally just put it into a change store, you know, and then just start building that. And then every week start putting a little bit more, a little more so that you start the habit of, um, and then don't like, you know, keep a, keep a place of money where you just don't touch it. Just don't like, it's a no touching zone. And so when you get that, like you have this concept, cause otherwise people won't, um, People just don't, you know, you see it and it out, it goes. <laughs> so oh, I, I, I couldn't, no, I completely understand. I completely understand my, my first couple of months when I first started my business, I was making more money than I ever had before. And I was like, wow, like this is a lot of money. I'm going to go spend all of it. <laughs> and so for a good, like first couple of months, I was in the red because I was spending all of my money on shit that I did not need. So it was just like, cause I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, oh my God, like this is new. Like I've never had this before. So I completely understand it took forever to implement that mindset where you like, it's fine. Like you, you're allowed to have this, like you're allowed you to actually just to told have it. this, you, you can have this. It's okay. <laughs> it, but and it you can keep repeating it. 
right? And yeah. you can keep repeating it. I can keep holding it. And I think oh, it's also good. that thing. Oh, it's good. like, I can, I can let it, see, and I see this for a lot of people. I can just let that money sit there. Like I can see that number just sit there and then I can see it grow. Like it's really fun when you actually start watching it grow, but you know, and I can just let it sit there. And that's, you know, it's a really big thing for a lot of people. I know it is. It's huge. You're so right. That not enough people are talking about it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No problem. What keeps you motivated to stay in this space? This, not enough people are talking about it. You know, like I love what, before we got on the call, Basha said, I just checked out your Facebook. You kind of talk about a lot of things and a lot of things about a lot of things. And like right now, if you go and check out my Facebook, you'll see, like, I'm talking a lot about um, relationships and sexuality and sensuality. And so one of the things that I think, um, hold on, ask me that question again, because I just lost the train of thought. I was going. What keeps you motivated? Yes. Right. So what keeps me motivated is this concept that like, it's not being talked about this piece on wealth. Isn't being talked about bringing our sexuality and sensuality into the world around wealth is not being talked about. I think when we come into money spaces, I talk a lot about the global financial, the macro experiences. Like I talk about crypto. I talked about, I talk a lot about what's going on on a bigger picture. Like a lot of people actually believe our banking systems are working for us. They're archaic and messed up. And even if crypto, like, I mean, crypto might not be the be all end all of the entirety of the world. Um, I mean, it's something I teach and I think it's a really great place to understand blockchain and all these different things because of the technologies that exist um, that are coming. And for me, it's like this forward motion of saying to people, we don't have to live in the suffering experience of life that has been told to us through our conditioning that we have to exist in, whether it's through our financials, through our relationships, through our own lack of ability to receive pleasure in our sensuality and sexuality from uh, our family and, you know, so many different systems that we have that are just not, I would say, working currently. And so when I look at that, um, for me, it's just, I, I feel so passionate about helping people to break free of it because we don't have to live this way anymore. I would love to ask you, and if, if the answer is that there is no correlation, then that's completely fine. But what do you think the correlation is between, you know, your sensuality, your sexuality to business? I think it's so related. <laughs> um, I think, okay, so, here, so here's, here's what I'm going to say. I think that there's a lot of people in the world who are very successful and, and have no sexual connection to themselves, right? I, th I don't think it has to be one or the other, right? I think there's a lot of people who are, I'm going to say, prostituting themselves quite literally. And also, and I don't say this and as a bad thing at all, but like even in our businesses, even in our lives, we're giving, 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 giving to the point of exhaustion and we're not making the money coming back for us. Right. And so there's both sides to this. There's people who are, who are, um, incredibly amazing sexual beings. And there are people who are and not making enough money to make ends meet. Right. And there are people who are incredibly successful human beings that have nothing to do with sexuality. So I'm, I'm, I'm pre-framing in that, that it doesn't have to be one or the other. And when you bring these two together, <laughs> when you bring these two concepts together, um, ultimately, when we talk about our sexual energy and our sensual energy, it's our life force energy. And this is quite literally how we birth life into the world right? Two people come together, they have sex and we birth life into the world. That is the power of that sexual energy, that life force energy. And when you learn to actually cultivate that within yourself, which has nothing to do with actually having sex at all, <laughs> although that is a pleasurable thing that you can do, should you choose to, um, your sexual energy is within yourself. It is, it is a very personal journey. And when you can learn to tap into 
I would say from an outside perspective, the energy that is your turn on, right? Like if you are feeling turned on, then you have your sexual energy flowing. And as I have been having these conversations with a lot of people, I find, especially women, I find this really sad, um, that especially women kind of outsource that to a partner. Well, that man has to turn me on, right? Like mm -hmm. if he doesn't do this, then I'm not turned on. Or if he doesn't touch me, or if he doesn't, it's like outsource. I'm like, no, 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 sister. <laughs> it's your job. Your job to know how to turn yourself on, to live a life that is so turned on that you're magnetic. And this goes to the same with the men, right? Live a turned on life so that we're magnetic. And in that magnetism, because when you see a woman, let's be real, a magnetic woman who's in her sass and she's walking, like all heads are turning, right? It's the same thing in your business. And it doesn't mean that you have to be, you know, a sexy, throw your body out there person, but the energy is the same. You carry mm -hmm. yourself the same. The energy is the same. And so when we can tap into that energy, we become magnetic and then everything gets easier. Does that make sense? Very interesting. It does make sense. It does make sense. I completely get what you're saying. It's very interesting. It's very, very interesting. <laughs> so we can shut this down, right? Mindset. Right. Like we shut it down because a lot of times we do in society, we are told to shut down this energy because especially as women, it's shamed. Like, and we don't really want those heads to turn because what if we get inappropriate attention and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And, or if we get the inappropriate attention, what happens if they want to come and be closer to us or all these different things. Right. And so we have been shamed for so long to turn this energy down. And yet it is the thing, even in our relationships, even in our personal relationships, like I know a lot of women who don't actually allow themselves the pleasure that they desire in a relationship. I don't think people even know that they could have it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so this, again, it's like this part of my passion is like people <laughs> it's our jobs and you are absolutely freaking allowed. And it's your God-given right, right. To live a life that is full of pleasure. And when we activate that and turn that on, um, I would even say it's my guidance system, right? If it doesn't light me up and turn mm -hmm. me on, like, yeah. think about that, right? If it doesn't actually turn me on, then why do I want to do it? Right? And if we allow ourselves to actually feel the turn on, you'll be, you'll be turned on. You'll be like, wow, let's go. <laughs> right? And that becomes my Loving the noises. <laughs> right? Super cute. <laughs> no, but I, I completely get what you're saying. I think that more people should be, I think just whether, whether it's like a, it's a sexual thing or not, just following that, that light within your soul. Like when you're, when you feel like your soul is on fire, like that's a really good clue that that's what you should be doing. And that's what you should be following. And I completely agree. I think more people should be following that voice inside of them. Mm -hmm. So I love that you bring that up. Mm, thank you. So what is your focus going to be for 2023 within your business? Ooh, it's interesting. I was like, as you said, as, as you asked the question for me, it's been an interesting, an interesting few months because my business okay. is taking a rebranding turn and it hasn't had its, mm. it hasn't had its names land yet. If I should say that I'm actually, even as you introduced me, I'm actually rebranding my name. I'm rebranding my name to Carrie Lynn. Uh, last year I went through a separation slash we're heading through divorce. Mm. And, um, and so it's been this huge personal evolution, but also uh, now, uh, rebranding in my business evolution. So I will be coming out as Carrie Lynn. By the time this podcast comes out, you might search Carrie Lynn instead of Carrie Norley. Uh, <laughs> either way, you'll find me. Um, and so that's part of what I'm doing and also rebranding my podcast. I haven't figured out what that's going to be yet as the rebrand, but it is coming. Um, and I'm really feeling actually, as I, as I come into this, uh, space to rebrand it and, and feel into it, I'm really excited to relaunch my podcast in the new energy and, Ooh. um, 
and actually to like part of my focus is getting onto more shows. Actually, I'm really excited to spread this message a little further. Um, and then with that is also this book. So I'm writing a just, I just wrote the first dump 30,000 words in five days of a book called it ends with me redefining. This is the working title. It ends with me redefining toxic relationships and rewriting the story of your life. And so for me this year, there's going to be a shift in the energy around uh, my message. And it's ultimately in some ways, one in the same, this has always been follow your heart and do what's right for you. Um, and I definitely see that it's going to end up more into this other little space over here for a little bit. And I think, you know, ultimately, um, I've had a lot of thinking too around wealth and the concept of wealth. And I think a lot of people look to wealth as a money, a money thing, which it is for sure. And I think a lot of people actually, especially in the spiritual world, will actually the opposite bypass it and make it less about money so that they can feel better about themselves. And, and, I, and with all the love in the world to all the spiritual people in this world, I say this as like, it's not one of the other people. <laughs> if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're a spiritual entrepreneur, it's not one or the other. Don't badmouth money for it, right? We get to have and be, we get to be rewarded for what we do in this world. And, and it's not like, you're not a bad person or a spirit for spiritual person because you have money. Um, and I think yeah. the context though, is that we can really expand it out right? Like wealth is everything in all of our lives. Like, are we living a life of pleasure, joy, bliss, abundance? And, and that goes into every area of our life. And so I am feeling on my platform, very excited that I'm going to start talking. I, even though it's already very expanded and wild anyway, um, <laughs> really opening this concept of, of all of it, right. And really looking at generational conditioning, which is always what I've done, but always looking at generational conditioning through all of these lenses. Um, mm -hmm. And then how do we shift that? You know, how do we shift that as a global, at a global level, but also in our, it's, it starts in our interpersonal relationships, you know, like yeah. all of it. Money is a relationship. Your partner is a relationship. Your kids are a relationship. Your relationship to yourself is a relationship. And so when we start to look at that, like, are we creating wealth, health, love, joy in all of these areas of, of our lives. And I think that becomes like a whole broad spectrum. Oh, hundred percent. It does make sense. It does make sense. What was that like for you going from, you know, cause I, I remember I was looking at your website. It said that you were, you, you grew up in a family that was in the top 1% within the 1%. So what was that like leaving that world and coming to, I don't want to, I don't want to use lower world, but for lack of better term, you know, switching over to less money. What was that, what was that adjustment like for you? And if you had to pick one to stick with for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Such an interesting, such an interesting uh, question. It's very interesting because the book that I'm writing, it ends with me is there's a huge part of it that is around financial uh, manipulation, control and abuse. And, mm -hmm. and this is a huge part of my passion and very scary for me to talk about. So <laughs> it's my first time coming out here to talk about this. If you um, want to talk about it, that's totally fine. No, no, it's totally what I'm here to talk about, but it's still like, it's still raw, right? Mm -hmm. um, but part of part of what uh, my experience has been in growing up has been this, this control. And it often happens when you've grown up in a family with money um, or success that they have an idea of what life should look like for you, 
right? And so oftentimes if it's a family business, you it wasn't my isn't wasn't for me this way, but if you have a smaller family business, the person will be asked, the son, the daughter will be asked to run the business, whether that's according to them or not, right? And so in this respect, there was definitely things that I was supposed to do <laughs> to be a good uh, to be a good girl, right? In my in my family. And um In order to write this book, let's say the nerves, in order to write this book, I can already, I already see the consequences of what's happening. And so it means making choices that other people don't necessarily have to choose um, around what am I willing? Again, this is this prostitute archetype. And I talk archetypes, not like in a, it's a very archetypal thing. Like, what am I willing to sell? What am I willing to give of myself for how much money? Right. Yeah. And am I willing to, like I say it is like, am I willing to sell my soul? And for years, I sold my soul. For years, I wouldn't share my story. It's why it took me so long to actually share my story around money because I knew my family was going to be pissed at me. Because when you grow up in it, you don't talk about it. It hides behind closed doors, right? We talk about that in the country club. We talk about these other places, but we don't talk about that out here. And I had family got really pissed at me. And um, so in order to do this, it is a choice. It is a choice. And uh, I choose this one because I choose a choice. Like, the life that I was living was unhappy. And even though I looked and this is what I like talk about a lot and people often say money, and this is a huge thing that once you have money, you'll be happy. And I'm like, bullshit. I call huge bullshit. Cause I can tell you my family ain't just necessarily happy, <laughs> right? There's a lot of mental health problems in places of, yeah. of money, right? And it doesn't make you happy. We make ourselves happy. And at some point we get to choose which is the thing that's going to be making you happier what's going to really bring you that pleasure and joy and do that. And finally, I was just like, I'm sick of being so fucking, sorry, am I allowed to swear? Okay. Be yourself, be yourself. It is okay. Um, so, so miserable um, that it's not worth, you know, it's not worth selling your soul for, you know, like what is, what is your, what is your soul asking you to do and go and do that because that's, what's going to light you up. And then again, this magnetism, like you come into this magnetic space and the right things show up at the right time. And I don't know, everything always seems to work out. Exactly. But it's extremely commendable that you are going and you're choosing what you want and not what other people think is best for you. So mm -hmm. it's a very brave thing to do. So congratulations. Thank I you. hope that the book is a huge success when it comes out. It's I'm I'm glad that you're such a raw person that you're so willing to be vulnerable. So thank you for that as well. Thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, I think if and I'm going to speak actually to this concept because I think as podcasters, uh, I, you know, I part of my work right now is to come into helping people with their expression because I firmly believe, especially as, as I talked about technology, right? Crypto, mm -hmm. blockchain space, we have AI technology coming out. If you guys haven't heard about chat GPT, chat GPT and all the AI technology that's already here for us, um, content to be written, like everything is going to be so automated in our messages, in our, in our, content that goes out as content creators can be so automated. I think one of the most important things that we can be right now is real, raw, authentic, and vulnerable because people are going to want to know you as a human being, not, mm -hmm. you know, some robot that, because literally like we're going to have chat GPT talking to chat GPT, like <laughs> it's going to be, it's gonna be wild. People will, like, always wild favor, people will always favor the human touch. So I, yeah. I completely agree with you. I think now is the best time to hone in those you know, that belief in yourself and who you are and what you want and how you express yourself to be able to rise above all of this automation. 
totally completely agree completely agree. I have a, I have a thought actually to add on to that I I was this morning I I was hearing a found out about this cat this um speaking of sexy sensual things um this bakery that does mm-hmm. like sexy cakes right so you know like I'm thinking like bachelor parties and all these different things you know you're gonna get yeah. your random sex cakes right and when I when I when someone told me about it, I was like wow that's so that's such a weird like such a weird specialty to have a cake store for that right or a bakery for that yeah. and and I thought to myself I'm like yeah but not really because for those reasons, how many people are looking for that cake? For how many reasons do we have some weird, you know, fun cakes like that, right? And I'm like, and it really made me feel like in that, like fly your kink flag. Like what's the kink? What's the thing that makes you so unique that it makes it you, right? Like go be that person and go shine that light because um, people will then resonate with like, not everybody wants to have sex cakes. <laughs> right but for the people but who some do, people do right you're gonna go out for your bachelorette yeah. party you're gonna do this you're gonna do that whatever you're doing right for the people who do they're gonna be pretty psyched to find you absolutely you know and absolutely. so it's like the more vulnerable and real that we can become and really show those kinks of ours I think the better we're going to be in business over the next few years that's my absolutely. and the better we can serve other people who identify with our specific missions versus yes you know right. somebody who's trying to appeal to a bigger audience and isn't really niching down. So I, I, I get it. I completely understand that everybody may want a sex cake, but some people would. And for the people that find that bakery, they're delighted. So I, uh-huh. I completely get where you're coming from. Interesting analogy, but I get where you're coming from. <laughs> right. Cause it's such a weird thing. I was like, that's such a weird thing. I'm like, Oh, but yeah, I, I can understand <laughs> it. I can understand it hundred percent with all of your success. What is your biggest challenge today? Hmm honing in on all of the fun things I want to do, <laughs> having it's enough, time, right? It's, <laughs> right. It's like having enough. Uh, no, it's not actually been shining object syndrome because I'm pretty like clear on the things that I love to do is in my work, but mm. it's having so many tools and so many ways that to be able to support people, to be able to pull them all into like places that like make sense for other people to understand and, um, and not want to do too many things at one time. Like I want to be like, Oh my God, I could do this and this and this and this and this. Like, oh yeah, just slow down. So it's like, you know, how much, how can, how much can we create and actually be able to go out and successfully distribute? And I don't like that word, but successfully be able to bring it out into the world, into a beautiful creation where people actually go out and create change. Mm -hmm. If you were to double or triple your revenue, what are some challenges you believe you might face or changes you would need to make? Systems. 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 It's the same thing, right? Like, and, and you get a creative person. Like, I laugh. Damn systems. <laughs> right? You get a freaking, because all, so many of us are out here, we're creatives. That's why we're here, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, you want me to systemize? Seriously? You want to put something like systemed into this creative mess in my brain? <laughs> you want me to make a funnel? <laughs> like, what? I can't, I'm like, I can see that, right? Yeah, sure. Let's do that thing. Now, can someone else go do that and create the system? And just, I'm just going to keep going over it. here. <laughs> That's right. Solution outsource yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. But I think actually, if you go to that next part, you know, it's teams, it's finding the right person to outsource to you. And I think if you're going to start growing and scaling, it's always um, the people that you're surrounded by. My grandfather used to always say it's about the people who, the people who you're around, you know, he actually, my grandfather started, um, he bought a car dealership and he turned it into the number one car Chevrolet dealer in the world. That's where this uh, success came from. And then he started car leasing when he bought the car 
fleet car leasing. When he bought the car dealership, um, he knew nothing about cars. It was he was buying his first car. And they basically said, <laughs> they basically said, like, give it to this idiot and he'll mess it up and we'll buy it back from him. And he, they said it to him in Yiddish and he understood it. And so he bought it and he turned it around, but he knew nothing about cars, nothing. And it was the people that he surrounded himself with that helped him to ultimately grow the business um, to be a very, very successful business. And so it's always been that thing. Like we never need to know how to do everything for ourselves. There's always somebody out there who knows how to do it for us. And so it's just a matter of finding the right people. Having the right people around you, having the right people to outsource to, I completely agree. Mm. So imagine it's the end of the year, it's December, 2023. Where do you envision your business to be? What's the dream? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, well, I will have relaunched my podcast and my book will have hit international bestseller in multiple countries. Um, and I'm really excited to see some beautiful men and women come through and shine in their, in their truest expression. You know, for me, this is really what this year is about is helping people to really start to come in and shine into this authentic expression and helping people to find that within themselves and turn that on and to see them grow and glow. And I'm actually even thinking of starting doing some things in the podcasting space too. So like, it's just a, it's a huge expansion of how can I help people express themselves in their fullest capacity um, to get their message into the world in the most authentic way. And in doing so, busting through all of these money limitations, wealth things, you know, that really help us, that really stop us from actually growing our reach, you know, and actually, you know, to me this year feels like there's a lot of people in the communities that are, mm, I know, cause I'm, I'm thinking about who I'm speaking to here that are, you know, really in the trenches doing a lot of amazing work. And sometimes it can feel very, I know for me too, and maybe for you as well, it can feel really frustrating that it's like, oh my God, is this, am I talking to the same people? Am I talking to the right people? Is am I going to expand? Am I ever going to reach yeah. all that kind of a thing? Right. And I really feel this, this big um, opening for people in our space right now to be heard and seen and needed in the space as we come into more of these robotic and AI technologies that will take jobs or we're going to have to shift jobs in the way that we do things. And then we're gonna start thinking even the way that we are now working from home more than we ever were, right? With COVID and the way things happened and all these different pivots that are happening, then what are people going to be doing? And it's our jobs in the world to go out and show people that there is a way out, whatever your magic is, right? Whatever your magic is here is there is a way out of the problem that you're in. And more and more of us who are in this helping space, whether it's business, healing, you know, technology, whatever, whatever it is, um, mm. mental mindset, whatever, uh, we're needed. We're needed. And a lot of people are waking up and like, wow, what can I do with my life? And I know most of the people who are here listening have, have a message. And I think more than ever, don't, don't give up on that message. It's time more than ever that we all need to band together. And like, I'm one for, you know, there's no competition. We're all doing this together. And the more of us that get out there and do this, um, that person, you know, I just came out of a book writer retreat that was 32 of us. And there were so many of us speaking this similar undertones of message to a different person. Right. And so it doesn't matter. Like somebody could come on here and talk about money and wealth stuff with you that will have a totally different energy to bring to the message that 
somebody else is going to need to hear and they won't come and listen to my show. And someone else is going to come on here and they're going to listen to this show and go, oh my God, thank God. And not listen to that other person's show. It's like, we all need to speak the message and we all need to come together to do this because the world needs us right now. We need we to be all shifted. resonate. We all resonate with different people. And with so I think, people. I think you definitely have a point where it's, we all need to be spreading our messages because you never know, like exactly you might appeal to one person, but you want to appeal to the other one. And you say the exact same thing in both. So I, you're completely right. We all, like I said, we all resonate with different people. Mm. We are slowly running out of time. So I'd love to cover the podcast before we, before we jump off. Yes. What kinds of things, I know that you're, you're kind of on hiatus right now. You're about to relaunch it. What kinds of things are you, I guess, planning on talking about? What kinds of topics do you want to cover? Oh, I'm so excited. So I'm just playing with it. So like on my old podcast, there are 90 shows on my old podcast. It was all about money. It is, and it still will continue to be this way, but it's all about money, wealth. Yeah. Um, and we talk about it from a very multi-dimensional perspective. It's super fun. Crypto stuff on there and everything. Um, the thing that I'm starting to feel into, and I was just feeling into this, like right before we got on the call is like, it's, it, I want to call it something around the edge and like leadership leadership in the edge and like looking at like, how do we actually like talking to leaders who are living on the edge, who are pushing the thoughts of humanity, right? Consciousness, but also like, how do we move through our own edges? Because at the end of the day, if anyone here is listening and stuck, it's just your own edge. It's just this own piece of ourselves that we're like, ah, I'm bumping up against an edge. What do I do to move through it? And once we start to learn how to move through these faster and faster and faster, that's how we create the most amount of success in our lives. And so for me, like, I'm really excited to start looking at taking this podcast to that place of really uh, leading edge conversations and moving through our edges in life, because um, I think that's how we create the most amount of success ultimately. And that's how we'll change the world. That's how we'll change the world is by having these uh, leading new thought processes around the change of consciousness, because what we've been doing does not work. It hasn't worked. And, um, we need to have new conversations and that are raw and vulnerable and real. I completely agree. I completely agree. I can't wait. I can't wait until it comes out. I love the stuff that you're talking about. It's really cool. Thank you. So I guess what else, because I know that you had the podcast before as well, and you're just, you're rebranding, revamping it right now, but what were some of the biggest challenges around growing that podcast? Ooh, um, I think for me, my biggest challenge has been consistently, consistently growing downloads. That's been my biggest, Mm -hmm. it does, it does grow. It has been, but I want faster. (laughs) <laughs> like we all do. Right. More, that has been my, more, right that has been more and more and faster now. Um, but it is like, you know, I'm psyched. Like it's still doing really well. It still grows. I'm still getting more numbers that come in and all that kind of stuff. But you know, and, and I just, you just think like we always do. We always want more, more and more. And, um, but I would say the thing that I've learned in that is more like, tar- and I, I was just actually listening to one of the podcasts on the, um, on the other show, uh, just recently about the SEO. And I was like, yeah, it's SEO on podcasts that I know that we can all be, I can be better at for sure. Is like mm-hmm. putting my show notes and SEOing things and getting like the titles more SEO so that they're more friendly. Cause I notice the times when like a lot of my shows, the crypto shows are definitely more like searched for because they're so targeted, right? Like I've right. done very targeted shows around crypto mm-hmm. um, where some of my other things, they're so like, if I'm talking about self-pleasure and money, it's not something that most people are talking about. Like you're not searching for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so just making um, it more SEO friendly, more easier to find. Yeah. Mm. And then on the flip side, what do you love the most about podcasting? These conversations on both mm-hmm. sides of it. You know, I think conversations and meeting new people are 
it's the reason I do podcasts. I, I love getting to interview. Um, I love being on your seat. <laughs> I love getting to interview it's a fun people. Seat. And it is a fun seat. It's a seriously fun seat. Yeah. And when people come onto my show, I don't have pre-designed questions. Um, it is a very deep dive. I like to find the places. Like I've had many guests go, wow, you found the things that I never would have said anywhere else. I'm like, yes, of course I did. Because <laughs> that's who I am, right? Like I want to hear yeah. the stuff that you're not sharing other places. And um, and I think it makes it really fun for the the podcast, the person who's who's being interviewed too. Like we don't necessarily mm-hmm. all want to go out and say the same things. And this one has definitely not been me saying the same things over and again. So I've loved this. Um, but <laughs> but like, that's the thing, right? Did you job. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing, isn't it? Like that we want to have really fun conversations with each other yeah. and bring new thoughts to the world. And so for me, getting to have those conversations um, and I will say the biggest fun part of it is getting to meet people that I wouldn't have otherwise, you know, like when you have a podcast, you get to go and meet people that you wouldn't. I mean, I've interviewed some big like New York times bestsellers and these different, like all these amazing people. And I'm like, really? I'd never get access to that person. And if I did, it would be tens of thousands of dollars to talk to them. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's my favorite part of it for sure. Just the reach that you have once you have a podcast is insane. It's huge. It's huge on both levels, like of who you can speak to, but also who you can have as guests on your shows that you can speak to. Mm -hmm. And then you get to ask these people questions that are like, I've been wanting to know how to do this. And I have this expert that I'd have to pay thousands of dollars for sitting right in front of me. I can ask anything I want, right? Like, it's amazing how much, and, and we don't like, I never go into a podcast and go, oh, I'm not going to tell you that thing because no. (laughs) You know, like the whole point is to go on and talk about it. Talk about the stuff, right? (laughs) I mean, when you provide that kind of value, people that are listening trust you so much more than they normally would have if they just heard your name and nothing else. So it's it's definitely, it's, it's worth, it's worth sharing your expertise. <laughs> it is. It is. And actually on that, like the other thing that I love about podcasts is that as far as all media goes is all forms of media that we can put ourselves out there. It's the only one that you can sit and binge without getting distracted. You turn that on and it just keeps going, right? Like the show mm-hmm. goes to the next show, to the next show, to the next show. You are on YouTube, you're off. You go on places on websites. You're all, like, you know, it's also distracting, but a podcast, you get on there and people just, they do, they binge it. They get on, they're like, Carrie, I started this one. I'm like, yep, where are you going next? <laughs> Because they do, right? You have an interesting yeah. conversation and people are going to want to listen to more. Absolutely. All right, Carrie, thank you so, so much for coming on. This is a super fun conversation. Um, if you had to give one piece of advice to anybody who feels like they are energetically blocked right now, um, they're working on their money mindset, that kind of thing. If you had to give a piece of advice in one sentence, what would it be? Hmm. Dream bigger. All right. Once again, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> group if you're listening and enjoyed please like and subscribe if you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show please visit top100interview.com thank you thank you hey everyone i hope you really enjoyed that episode as always if you want to listen to more daily interview content make sure you subscribe and here's three ways i can help you in your business for free one check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel and this is actually how i was able to quit social media forever you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters two if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows head to top100interview.com and then three 
download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.